0: Found Thibodeau in Minnesota. 4.7 seconds. Thompson got to get it in. Close. Riggs drives across midcourt. Andrew lets it fly at the buzzer for the win. From the den, this is the Howl. We would like to welcome you to the Nothing But Net channel here on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics on everybody's favorite sport, basketball. The Howl is also a proud member of CLNS Media Network and can be found on clnsmedia.com as well as Podient, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. The Howl is also produced with thanks to our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, Studio Twenty Three, where passion reigns supreme, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on the Howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since
1: nineteen sixty seven. Start off this week's episode with our review preview segment, taking a look at the games that were and the games ahead. Taking a look at the first game from this series of games, we had the Clippers versus the Wolves. One thing I'll start off with is mentioning just how really the Wolves have struggled so far this preseason on the defensive end. And this Clippers game was no different. Definitely something to watch for once the regular season starts up. One thing I've noticed when watching these games is even some basic pick and rolls, just Really basic offense has still been an issue for the Timberwolves, and I'm hoping that they find some sort of a way to change this narrative. Now, I will say, if you're looking at the team as a whole, definitely defense has been a struggle. But I think the bench has definitely looked a little improved, whether it's a Kogi, who at times has just been phenomenal on the defensive end. I love that energy that he brings. I mean, he's a young player, so he's going to have kind of that extra step since he is going to be a rookie. Uh, kata bates you know that's a four-year player coming out of ohio state he's definitely a player that's got a high iq and i think he's going to be able to help us on the defensive end and not to mention looking at the veterans that we have tyus jones i know he's still a pretty young player and he's still a bit of a prospect but it seems like every year you definitely start to see improvements from him on the defensive end as far as uh, anthony Tolliver's is concerned again you're getting good production out of him on both ends and you're always getting good effort so Things to watch. Gorgie Jang is kind of an anomaly for me. Some games I feel like he puts himself in a really good position to succeed on the defensive end. Other times things happen and I kind of watch and go, I don't know. Uh, it kind of looks like Towns at, at certain instances. So that's going to be definitely something to watch for going forward. You know, you look at the, this game specifically, so this Clippers game, you know, there's some interesting uh, trends that we're starting to see with the Wolves this season. Taj Gibson, it seems a like game in and game out, as far as the starters are concerned, really plays well consistently on both ends. But one thing you're seeing with the starters is the Derrick Rose-Jeff Teague combination is not one that I think is going to be successful long-term. Just because you have two players that end up being undersized compared to who you're playing generally, and you lose out uh, as far as uh, defense is concerned. There's definitely something that has to change there. And now there was a change, and we'll get to that when we talk about the Bucks game specifically, But that's going to be something I think that needs to be changed if the Wolves are going to be successful going forward. Now, early on in this preseason, one thing we have noticed is Andrew Wiggins, it's still an issue assist-wise. He's just not getting assists. We look at this game against the Clippers, zero assists. On top of that, now he he played 23 minutes, so he's not playing full starters minutes, but just two rebounds. To me, that's not going to cut it. If you look at the rest of the starters, you know, Derrick Rose had three, Jeff Teague had four, Obviously, Cat and Gibson are kind of your main guys in terms of rebounding with the starters. And they combined for 11 rebounds between the two of them. Looking at the assist category, like we talked about, Wiggins had zero. Every other starter other than Taj Gibson, and I would say Taj Gibson, for the most part, isn't expected to grab you assists. Every other starter was able to get assists. Towns got one. Derrick Rose got one. You got two from Jeff Teague. Now, you'd obviously want to get more than that from Jeff Teague. But the point still stands. You're getting production uh, as far as rebounding and assists from other players. Andrew Wiggins needs to take that next step as far as being not not just a facilitator, but just be more court aware. Uh, Give that extra effort to grab a rebound here and there. There's things such as that that the Wolves are going to need from Andrew Wiggins if this is going to be a successful season. Uh, Going down the line, one player I've been very impressed with, and we we touched on him briefly, Josh Okogi. He's able to get to the line much like he could in college. Six of six from the free throw line in this one. He finishes with eight points. Uh, No three-point attempts, which is good and bad in a sense, just because I think long-term, you're definitely going to need him to improve as a three-point shooter. But if he's not comfortable yet, I'm not going to fault him for that. We want him taking shots when he feels comfortable and when he can successfully hit them at a, at a pretty good rate. So that's going to be something to watch for going forward. Uh, one guy that played in this game finally, we, we saw a James Nunnally saying, you know, just five minutes, 0 of 1 from 3. But I'm interested to see what he brings to the table. Uh, I've seen some people say that he is arguably the greatest shooter in the world. So... I mean, obviously that's you know probably overstated and exaggerated a bit, but that's something to watch for. If he can kind of get spot minutes, hit some extra threes, that could be something the Wolves have sorely needed. Uh, moving on to the Clippers' side, again, we talked about how the Wolves struggled on defense. As a result, obviously the Clippers looked really good. You had a couple guys, just look at this statistic line from a, a few of these players. So as far as field goal attempts, 6 of 7 for Montrez Harrell. 5 of 8 from Shai Gilgis-Alexander, 7 of 10 from Tobias Harris, Uh, Gallinari, 8 of 11. How about this? Boban off the bench, 15 points on 4 of 5 shooting, 7 of 7 at the free-throw line. Super impressive uh, for Kevin's favorite player, uh, Boban Marjanovic. So the Wolves are going to have to find ways to improve on the defensive end if they're going to be successful this season. I mean, the final score in this one, you end up giving up 128 points to the Clippers, I'm not saying the Clippers are a bad team, but you should be better than them. And you should be able to put up a better performance than this. Now, the only saving grace might be that it was in L.A. It wasn't like it was a home game for the Wolves. But this is something that's going to have to change going forward. We've talked in the past about how one of the players that the Wolves would be targeting in trades would be a guy like Tobias Harris or Shea Gilgis-Alexander, both of which uh, played really good games here. And you definitely got a nice sample size. I think in terms of Shea, as far as rookies are concerned, he does look pretty good, and he's a player that I think you're going to get pretty good production uh, right out of the gates, so that's going to be fun to watch for, so something to look for this season. Moving on to Friday's game, we have the first uh, actual home game for the Timberwolves, where they take on the Thunder at Target Center, so this is a game, now I'm a season ticket holder, I was not able to make it to this one, but was able to catch this game, and Honestly, I know I'm in the minority here, but I really enjoyed it. I actually had a lot of fun watching this. I'm not going to say that the Wolves you know, played some amazing game by any means, but I did think you got some nice contributions. For example, uh, Josh Akogi, his energy on the defensive end looked great. He's getting blocks. He's getting steals. He's drawn charges. That's, a, that's another thing I've started to see more from this Timberwolves team Specifically from the bench players, is taking charges. Guys like Tolliver, Jang, now Kogi, are all players that are definitely willing to sacrifice their body to get that call. And I'm very appreciative of that. You know, taking a look at this game specifically, I, I really think that if you take it with a grain of salt, how good you expect this season to be, I think a lot of people have um, overrated their expectations. I don't think you can expect anything amazing from this Wolves team as it is currently. And until Jimmy Butler's gone, I think we're going to see some struggles. I think no question there's going to be some struggles uh, from this team. So it's going to be very important that in the interim we start to see good contributions at least from uh, certain players. You know, you want Wiggins to step it up in terms of what he's offering. You want the bench to be successful. So Tyus Jones has to lead that second group. You want Tolliver doing what he does best, putting up threes. You want Josh Akogi playing solid defense. Kade Bates-Jopp doing, you know, whatever he can, which, by the way, they talked about this on that broadcast that you know, they talked to Kata Bates, and it was kind of funny. They said, well, do you want us to call you Kata Bates-Jopp or Kata Bates-Diop? And he said, oh, it doesn't matter either way to me. And <laughs> one of the PR guys for the Wolves stepped in and said, no, no, you need to choose. And so he has actually chosen a D-op. So – uh, going forward, we're going to do our best to call him Kadebates Bates Diop, since that is what he has uh, made the decision on. He's requested that that be the pronunciation of his last name, and I think he's going to be a pretty solid player. He does have some things to work on. I mean, you get four years at Ohio State, so you know he's got a high basketball IQ, but there's a few little uh, tweaks that I would make in terms of his game. One thing he needs to do when he shoots is we need to see better uh, leg usage as opposed to just shooting with uh, his arms he's been short on a lot of his jumpers and that's something we would like to see more of in terms of switching you did get to see in this game uh, KBD did so he comes in a little later off of the bench you were able to see him with the starters a bit and I thought he played well he's a guy that again when all is said and done I think you're going to look at him as the steal of the draft getting him at 48 for uh, the Timberwolves looking specifically at just some of the statistics from this one again this was a home game but not a great crowd and I don't think a lot of the crowd was real happy with what they watched on the court. We posted a video. So I posted a video on my Twitter at the sportsman of Jeff Teague. And he came in in the second quarter, and he just looked really dejected, almost like he would have rather been anywhere else. And that's a problem. I mean, for obvious reasons. You want players out there that are going to show some passion, things like that. But that's going to be something to watch for going forward and part of that could be you know they interviewed him recently and he said that you know the wolves would welcome would welcome butler back with open arms i i would disagree there i think there's a number of players in this team that want him gone but teague is not one of them it sounds like they're pretty good friends and so i can understand he might be a little dejected but you know what this is a business and he has to get over that he has to you know take that next step and just being like look all right i get it butler's gone and i still have to do my job and play and be productive but looking at the specifics on the oklahoma city side You know, again, we talk about the defensive struggles, Uh, 113 points, Timberwolves are giving up, you know, here in the preseason, the Wolves are averaging, giving up 119 points a game. Uh, If I was going to say that's less than ideal, uh, that would be an understatement. Paul George, 23 points on seven of 18 shooting, uh, two of six from three, seven of nine from the free throw line. And then he adds five rebounds and four assists. This stat line right here is exactly what we're hoping for from Wiggins. He has to find a way to get you not just points, but rebounds and assists as well. And on top of that, how about this stat? Paul George, zero turnovers. I mean, that's, that's pretty big. I mean, as a team, they only had 15. So uh, to me, that's, that's pretty solid, especially when you start watching some of these games. You see some teams turn the ball over 20, 25 times. You're not winning the game there. If you're in that 10 to 15 range, you've got a much better shot. Uh, obviously, of taking home the game. Well, one of my favorite players in the league is on the Thunder, Stephen Adams. Pretty solid game, 14 points, 13 rebounds in just 25 minutes. So a very nice double-double, and he does lead the Thunder uh, as a team in plus-minus. Jumping over to the Wolves' side. Now one thing I've noticed, too, in this game and in the Bucks game as well, we're shooting very similar percentages from three. So we shot 28.6 in this one. They shot 29.6. What's killing the Wolves, though, is we shot just 21 three-pointers. Oklahoma City shot 27. You'll see the same trend, and we'll go over this in the Bucks game, but the Wolves need to be shooting more three-pointers because you're definitely seeing a big part of why they're going down in these games is because they're not willing to shoot that long ball consistently. I know we're not the greatest three-point shooting team by any means, but either are some of these teams we're going up against. They're shooting similar percentages, but just shooting a lot more shots. So I think the Wolves... To be successful, again, it's tough with Tom Thibodeau because he's not big on the modern NBA. But if we're going to be successful, we need to shoot more three-pointers. That's very much uh, become apparent to me. Looking at the specifics, here's Andrew Wiggins. Four points, one rebound, and one assist. I mean, that's just not getting it done. Minus 10 I mean, I can't. There's not much I can work with there. I mean, that's really, really struggling. You look at Towns, twenty-three points, seven rebounds, three assists. A pretty solid game, although even even he was a minus nine. Now, again, when you're looking at the plus-minus statistic, you always got to keep in mind that it is fairly teammate-based. I mean, if you're playing with a bunch of guys that aren't performing, your plus-minus is inevitably going to be lower. So that is one thing to keep in mind when looking at statistics like this. Uh, some of the the end of the bench guys did have some positives, but. That was when the game was well in hand and it didn't really matter. You, It was nice seeing Anthony Tolliver. You know, you brought him in, you made free throws. He put up five three-pointers. Now, he's one of five, but again, like we talked about, a big important factor in this Wolf season is going to be putting up threes. got to put up threes. And aside from Towns and aside from Tolliver, no one else put up more than two. So that's something you want to definitely see improve at some point. Josh Okogie, how about that? Six of six from the line. You know, he finds a way to be productive off the bench. Also adds uh, three rebounds to the mix. Just one turnover. Gets a steal. Now, Josh Okogie was minus 15, but you definitely saw him as a player that was able to get stuff done. Had some really nice defense in this game, and he had some nice stretches where he was able to drive the lane. There's things to like about his game, and I think he's going to be a very productive player going forward. One player people have kind of uh, made a little polarizing so far in this season is Gorgie Jang, and there's obviously reports that maybe we don't want to keep him around, but again, I know he's overpaid, but at least he gets the job done. He's a good locker room guy. He's a good person overall. Gorgie Jang in this one, 10 points, 5 rebounds, and just one turnover and a block, and one of the top players in terms of plus-minus in terms of guys that actually got minutes, just a minus 3, so... These are all storylines to watch going forward. The Wolves do fall in this one, 113 to 101. Looking at the final game of this preseason slate that we're going over, as far as the, the review segment is concerned, last night we took on the Bucs. Bucks, uh, Bucks end up taking this one, 125 to 107. Now this game is a little more difficult to diagram because it wasn't on TV. We're sitting here in the year 2018, and there's still games that are not televised, and that is really frustrating if you ask me. There's no excuse for that. The NBA should do a better job. Whether people have to pay for these games, I mean, that's fine. I'd be willing to uh, figure out some sort of a package if I'm able to watch all these games. I don't want to be missing games in the year 2018. So that's something I think they need to look at going forward. Uh, A couple guys to look at. Chris Middleton is obviously a a pretty big name for them. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Giannis, uh, obviously the man, the myth, the legend. The great one, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, so much to like from his game. He just does it all, and uh, this game was no different. We talked about the three-point shooting again earlier, so look at this from Miami's, or from Milwaukee's perspective. 13 of 36 for 36% from the three-point line. Moving over to the Timberwolves side of things, 8 of 22, 36%. So same percentage, but we're shooting way less three-pointers. If the Wolves are going to be competitive in this, they have to shoot more three-pointers. That is going to be uh, a point of contention for me going forward in this season. And unfortunately, until Tom Thibodeau is gone, I'm just not sure we're going to see a difference maker there. Again, not a great game from Andrew Wiggins. Six points in 24 minutes. But the one thing i like to see, five rebounds. So, you know, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, kind of baby steps. And I get that he's in his fifth season, and I get that we shouldn't have this kind of a talk now, but... I just want to see something out of Wiggins. He's, five, he's getting paid $150 million. I do want to see more production out of him. Carl Towns was spectacular as always. 33 points, 12 rebounds, just two turnovers, and one block. A minus three overall on the game. Two of three from three-point range. So And nine of ten from the free-throw line, so a lot to like about his game. Uh, going on the list, now Josh Okogie got the start in this one. Derrick Rose did not play, and Josh Okogie did not disappoint as well. He played that shooting guard position, 25 minutes, four points. Now just one of seven, not ideal. Put up three threes, did miss all three of them. But again, I like that he's being aggressive, uh, two or three from the free throw line. So he continues to show he can get to the free throw line and hit some of his free throws, but eight rebounds and three assists. To me, that's what really sets him apart from some of these other guys. And that's exactly what you want from Andrew Wiggins. When Wiggins is playing 30, 35 minutes a game, there's no excuse for him not to have four or five rebounds and four or five assists. I mean, that just needs to go up if we're going to be successful. And that's going to be, some, that's going to be one of the main storylines, I think, to watch for. As far as the starting is concerned, uh, Jeff Teague, seven assists. I like seeing that, three rebounds. Again, we need guys that are willing to grab rebounds, that are willing to move the basketball, not selfish. That was one of the issues we had a lot last year with Jimmy Butler. It would just be him dribbling the ball around. And, you know, we saw that didn't work with J.J. Brea. It's not working with Jimmy Butler. It's just not a type of play that's going to work here in Minnesota. We've, just, we've seen that time and time again. So the Wolves have some work to do in terms of being a little more successful. Nice thing for the Wolves, they do get a little time off, hopefully get some good practices in, and then they do have a rematch. So they're going to be playing um, at the Milwaukee Bucks, that's going to be Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We are taking them on. This one is going to be televised. It will be on League Pass. Uh, on the season, the Wolves are 1-3. and three. The Bucks are 2-0. and oh. This will be a chance for some redemption for the Wolves, although I think it's tough to say that we have a good chance here because we've really, really struggled. This is going to be one of the, the final preseason games before the season starts, and you want to go out on a good note. Fingers crossed, Jimmy Butler's been traded by then, but at this point, it's really tough to say what's actually going to happen, but that's a, a good game to look forward to. These last three games that we just talked about, I did predict those were going to be wins. I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I am going to pick that the Bucks take this one. We'll try going the opposite direction. Maybe if I pick the Wolves to lose, they'll find a way to win and redeem themselves. So I'm going to take the Bucks to win this one in a close one. I think they win by like, you know, five to eight points. I think that's pretty reasonable. And a lot of it's going to depend on who plays in the game. So that's going to be something to watch for.
0: All right. It is time for a segment that we are going to call the 2K preview. Uh, basically, and Rob, you can kind of fill in the blanks on this for me, but we're going to do a 2K simulation here using uh, 2K Sports NBA 2K19. And we're going to do it with the Jimmy Butler trade.
1: We'll start with that, anyways. So we're going to trade Jimmy Butler. We're not going to do the trade finder. We're actually going to go in and make the trade happen. Very similar to what it sounds like it's going to be. Some combination of the Wolves, the Kings, and the Heat. Making a deal where you know Jimmy goes to the Heat, pieces go to the Kings, and pieces go to the Wolves.
0: That sounds good by me. That's and That's
1: basically what we're looking at right now.
0: And then what we're going to do is run a season simulation here on 2K19, see how the Wolves do, see how the rest of the league does uh, with all of that in mind. And then basically kind of just put that up against uh, a few different power rankings that we have currently and see just kind of how true they hold Uh, any news notes that we see during the season that pops up on 2K19, uh, you know, we'll bring up and then Rob and I will also kind of give a give our uh, our predictions, if you will, to how true this is and and uh, everything along along those lines. So Rob is currently making the trade as we speak. Uh, Jimmy to the Heat, Hassan Whiteside to the Kings, Zach Randolph comes to the Wolves. The Wolves send their first round pick.
1: Well, no, we're we're kind of we're kind of experimenting at this point. the The basics of the trade are going to be Hassan Whiteside to the Kings, Jimmy Butler to the Heat, Zach Randolph would go to. Either the Wolves or the Heat. I'm not sure that it necessarily matters. Um, just in terms of cap space, and then whoever gets him likely just buys him out. Yeah, but they're gonna some sort of a player like that could be Zach Randolph, could be Costa Kufis. We're not that worried about it because we're not going to keep that player. But just for salary cap purposes, someone has to go to one of those teams.
0: Perfect. Uh, so in this simulation, who do the who do the Wolves get from the Heat, Rob?
1: So in terms of who we would get, you're talking. Richardson would obviously be the main piece and then Waiters is the other uh, the other player that we end up taking on and then we actually take on we get a a future first round pick from them as well but their most recent one's going to be going to the Kings and then they've already traded their 2021 pick which is unfortunate because Uh, The nice thing about their 2021 pick is that's going to be the draft most likely that has two draft classes. So it would have the high school players and the college players because that's probably the first year they're going to allow high school players back into the draft. So that's going to be something to watch for, too, to see what kind of uh, deals go on with uh, 2021 picks. Just going forward, keep an eye on that from any team, not just involved in this trade, but that's going to be something to watch for going forward.
0: This is going to be really interesting, too, if this is the actual trade that comes in to see kind of how people uh, respond to it, if you will. So,
1: I mean, it's definitely interesting. Uh, again, you know, a lot of this is going to be what the, the Heat are willing to take on, what the Kings are willing to take on. You know, there's reports where we might send out Gorgie Jang. There's just so many moving pieces and there's so many scenarios. It's tough to really peg what's actually going to happen. So, we kind of did our best to sift through the rumors and just make something that's that's at least feasible. So, the Heat are obviously going to be sending out two first-round picks, which is not ideal, but they do move on from two bad contracts in, in addition to getting Jimmy Butler. So there's lots of things to like if you're the Miami Heat. I mean, that's, that's the way I look at it. You know, we've seen other scenarios, too, where guys like Bam Adebayo are in there or uh, Gordon Dragic. But in this scenario, we're just going to go the, the Josh Richardson route as far as uh, the Wolves are concerned. Now, I'm not sure this is going to go through. We'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a trade that's ex- that's acceptable and it's it fits all the guidelines yep. of a trade that's allowed. I'm just not sure if the teams are going to accept it. That's what's going to be the interesting part. Yeah. But in it, real life, uh, it, I do think this is a trade that would actually go through, and I think it makes a lot of sense uh, for all the teams that are involved. Again, it's just a matter of whether or not 2K agrees.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what
1: are your What are your Do you think they're going to do it? Do you think they'll say yes? Do you think they're? to I mean, say, Yeah, we could do that.
0: See, I'd say get rid of Dion Waiters and put Bam in there, and I think that's well, a more realistic deal. I don't think deal. they
1: do that. That's the difference. I don't think they'd be willing to do that, salary-wise. That's the issue. And that's why, so let's see if we do this. So, uh, So the Kings would do it. The Heat are the team that are struggling, which is realistic because that's where we're actually at in real life.
0: Yeah, that is, they, that is accurate. So
1: what I will try to do is I wonder if we were to include a – what if we gave the Heat their second-round pickback? Would that do it? Uh, nope, they're still not doing it. Well, you know what? You're going to do it because we're going to just make the trade work. So we're going to put this trade through, and then we're going to go through and uh, start the simulation for this season and then do some comparisons to how the simulation actually finishes out versus maybe some other people's predictions, power rankings, and that sort of thing. All right, so the trade has been made. Now, we'll take a look.
0: That was uh, a lot of, lot of work there, Rob.
1: It, they didn't make it easy on me. No, they didn't. But did then it. again, the Jimmy Butler trade hasn't been easy. So it that's does not. Way it should work. Makes a lot of sense. So we go to the power rankings just to take a look and see how they think we're going to do. So if we go to NBA.com, after the trade... They have us as 15. That's not bad. No. I'd take 15. I'm okay with that. And NBA.com tends to usually dislike the Wolves in the power rankings. The Mark Stein loves us usually yeah. when we do these. Uh, taking a look at 2K Sports, uh, they are less friendly. They have us as twenty. Well, see, it's,
0: it's 2K Sports that hates us in the power rankings. I
1: guess. This is, that's rough. Mark Spears? Ah, Mark Spears. 10th. See? Love he it. always likes us.
0: Thank you, Mark Spears. So
1: he has us as 10th. So we're going to go ahead and simulate. Now, what we usually tend to do when we do these simulations, we simulate to around the all-star break and take a look at how the team's doing there, if there's anything we need to change, things like that. So we'll have the computer adjust our rotations. just makes it a little simpler, and it makes it go a little faster. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. This is the Howl. We are currently doing our season preview, doing some 2K simulations based on Jimmy Butler.
0: If this wasn't the segment we were doing i'd honestly think about that deal
1: yeah chandler parsons jeff green for gibson and jang i wouldn't do that i'm not a big camp parsons guy
0: i'm not either but getting getting he's rid of jang's contract he's
1: not great at playing basketball yeah exactly that's the downside to that
0: but I like, That's like where i'm at that was a uh, Jamichael green
1: oh was it Jamichael green yeah oh that doesn't change it much for me
0: i don't know i, I like that a little bit Bogdan
1: better mcdonald and taj gibson for a second not great. We're starting off okay, three and three. I mean, that's that's not terrible. Lou Alden got hurt, but go I mean, figure. He's a hundred years old. So. Uh, if we
0: ever have Mark Spears on the show, we need to a ask him how his power rankings got in here, and b why he loves the Wolves so much in his power rankings. Like,
1: legitimately, I don't. I feel like even if I have a bad team, he stills like yeah, the Wolves will be pretty good. Yeah,
0: he's he's the one optimist that somewhat believes in Minnesota, and so he doesn't far, even live in Minnesota.
1: I will say all the trades have been offered. If, that one you said was is fine, but most of these are pretty crappy. Jeff Teague is a hot commodity. Everyone wants Jeff Teague. Unfortunately, everyone wants Jeff Teague for nothing, and I'm, not, I'm just giving the guy away. You want Jeff Teague? You got to pay. You know the Suns are a team that have been talked about as possibly trying to target one of our point guards, possibly uh, Tyus Jones. Which I'm not willing to do that. But if you want to, you know, if you want to trade for one of our point guards, you got to pay. They got yeah. some prospects.
0: I'll give you. I'll give you Jeff Teague.
1: How about this, Michael Carter Williams? And a first round pick for Josh Okogie. No thank you. No Although, thank you. I'm a little surprised that Michael Carter Williams is is a 69 and still in the league. And still in the league. Yeah, correct. With the Rockets, mind you. I mean, maybe he can do something there. I don't know. We're sitting uh, uh, about Bobby Port. Bobby. I lo- okay. Now I don't hate this. This is actually not bad. Josh Okogie and a second round pick for Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis gets pretty good in this game. I'm not doing this trade. No, because. I'm team Akogi all the way. Yes. But that's the best. That's by far the best deal we've been offered so far. And uh, 11 and 11. So NBA comes got this right. Having us as the 15th best team. We are, we are very average. Very, very average. Uh, the one nice thing about 2K this year is you can have two, two way players. Mm-hmm. Last year. You could just have the single player. I, I like that. You can have two, two way guys. I've noticed a lot of times when we do these simulations, the players that are willing to accept two way deals are pretty low on the total pole. talking like 65 below
0: that's yeah that's a pretty solid assessment
1: i'm not getting michael carter williams on my two way even though you know even that's probably too good
0: even yeah oh yeah yeah he should be playing overseas
1: it is going poorly poorly uh let's take a look and see if we have any injuries a lot of times i feel like that's what ends up happening uh yeah andrew wiggins sprained left knee he's out for a couple months so that's fun
0: it could be worse we could lose cat for the season or something along those lines
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, we're at a point now with the Wolves where we have no room for error for the most part. I mean, pretty much anything would be poor. Uh, Dion Waiters for Alec Burks. That's like the most worthless trade.
0: Yep, no thank you.
1: Nobody, nothing even changes. It's just like here. like heres I'll trade your, this $1 bill for that $1 bill. Like, no one cares. No one wins. No one loses, really. It's just like a blah trade. Yeah. Larry Nance Jr. for Derrick Rose. I gotta say. Don't hate that. I don't either. I'm not gonna do it only because I want this to be like this is the Wolves team as is. Otherwise, that is a trade I would do 100, 100 times out of hundred.
0: Yeah, I'd be okay with that.
1: I don't know that the Cavaliers would do it. But no, that's fine. Like I, I'm, I, I a big, I'm a big I'm a Larry do. Nance fan. We're we're not a Cavs show. We're a no. We're a Wolves show. Um. So we're into January. Oh, we 7th.
0: lost. We lost to the Heat and Jimmy Butler by two points. We did at the end of December. <laughs>
1: We're on a bit of a losing streak right now. We've lost uh, five in a row, which is not good. Six in a row. Six in a row. Uh, 17 and 23. Seven. Wow, this is ugly. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Joe, nope. I mean, we're not doing any of these, to be fair. But Joe Harris and Allen Williams for Jeff Teague, no thank you. I. It's not doing it for me. Let's double-check uh, injuries again. The Wolves have no injuries. We just think.
0: We just. We just, yeah, we're, we're just horrible. Stink. That's yep. all it is right now. It's about right.
1: Man, Mark Spears, he's really, he's really regretting that 10th yeah, in power is. rankings. But he's probably
0: got us at like a low 19 right now. Should we see?
1: Why don't we take a look? Let's do I'm, it. I'm, in, I'm, I'm intrigued. Do you think he's positive still on us? I think we got a shot. Let's see. I mean, hey, okay, before,
0: before we get there, any predictions?
1: I'm going to guess he has us like 21st. I'm
0: going to go 19.
1: All right, let's see. So NBA.com has us. Yeah, they dropped us quite a bit. 20. NBA.com has us 20th. Right in between us. Yep. So that's not bad. Two uh, K Sports. Twenty eighth. They have us. They actually moved us up. We're twenty second. So Mark Spears must have us as like like tenth. Twentieth.
0: Right in between us. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll take it.
1: So they're they're pretty much uh, it's pretty much in unison. They all kind of think the same thing. So that's not that's not too shabby. I'll take that. I'll take twentieth. It's not terrible. I mean, you lost Jimmy Butler. The the guys you got back. I don't love DN Waiters, but I don't hate him. Yep. Josh Richardson's a decent piece, but you're not. He's not doing much right away. Here's an interesting trade: Kentavious uh, Caldwell Pope, Malik, or sorry, Michael Beasley, Michael Beasley for uh, Josh Richardson and Anthony Tolliver. No, thank you. Love the Anthony Tolliver pickup, by the way. That was the great signing so for far the far in preseason. I've been very impressed. I
0: feel really bad though. About what? For him, like because he's here. Well, yeah. But going through all of this, like when we signed him, he was supposed to be a key bench piece for us.
1: Oh, here. So here's the trade I would do. Actually, um, Julius Randall. Basically, that's the basics of it for Dion Waiters and Anthony Tolliver. I would do that. Yeah, but I'm not doing it now because we're just trying to see at this how, point. How bad we're the wolves see are? How bad we are? Yeah. This has not gone our way. Interesting. Kelly Oubre Jr. and a first for a Kogi and a first. I mean, I'm not do. I don't think I would do that anyways. Again, that's kind of like a what-are-we-doing-here trade. That's
0: one of those that make you think.
1: It's weird. I, it's a weird offer by the Wizards. You do better, Wizards. Do better.
0: Do better.
1: Rudy Gay and Bellinelli for Teague and Nunnally. I'm going to go with no on that one. Mm. The problem you run into if you trade Jeff Teague is now you just have Derrick Rose and Tyus Jones. I don't love that.
0: I will be having Nunnally of that. So, uh,
1: All-Star Captains have been announced. I feel like we should take a look at the selections. No we gotta see, We got to see if any of the Wolves made it.
0: Spoiler alert. Carl Anthony Towns.
1: Let's take a look. So we'll, we'll, we'll auto-draft. We're not going to oh. draft it ourselves. Uh, Carl Towns does make it. So he ends up being a uh, two-time All-Star. Now, we did trade. And Jimmy Butler does make it as well. So he moves on to a five-time All-Star. Looking at the rosters, no one really stands out to me. Gordon Hayward, very cool of him. Welcome Martin back. Russell making it is pretty impressive. Uh, with a bad I mean a bad team there I like Victor Oladipo as a starter is pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool I really appreciate that I'm a big Depot fan everyone else makes makes a lot of sense there's no one the only guy on the list that would maybe surprise me a little bit would maybe be Blake Griffin Drummond and Blake Griffin I don't know if either of those two guys are going to be good enough again they're in the east though I guess yeah that's true So maybe that helps so we got one guy that's not bad let's take a look and see kind of where we're sitting so we're 20 and 32 just uh we're at uh let's see what date february 2nd so we're we're 12 games below 500 it's not looking pretty taking a look do we have any any injuries maybe because that's in a lot of these yep there it is carl towns sprained right knee he's gonna be out for a few weeks
0: so he's probably not even gonna play in the all-star game so
1: we already stink and now we're missing our best player welcome to minnesota not ideal welcome
0: to minnesota Fred
1: Van Vliet and uh, Danny, Danny, Green? Danny Green for Jeff yes. Teague. Jeff Teague, man. Everyone, yes, everyone I, that's Teague. a trade I would accept. I mean, I would do that trade. Wow, they offered it again. They really want that trade. Yes. Maybe I just really like Lou Dang. Maybe I don't want to trade him.
0: Or you hate Danny Green that much. Yeah, maybe much. I hate Danny Green. I mean, spoiler alert, we don't.
1: We don't, no. I would take Danny Green on this team.
0: I would take Van Vliet on this team, too.
1: I would. I would actually, if you had a rotation of him and Tyus as your point guards, that's pretty good. Oh,
0: that would tear Tyus up. would
1: be starting. I'd be very pleased with that. And and that's not a knock on Derrick Rose or Jeff Teague. They just those guys don't excite me. Yeah, I mean Derrick Rose has had a thousand knee surgeries, and Jeff Teague's just Jeff Teague. Like he's the definition of just average. When it well, comes so to now point while, while,
0: while this is sitting through, Rob, let's have this conversation. Dejounte Murray tore his ACL. The Spurs really need a point guard, as do the Suns. So I think a huge market opens up for the three that we have.
1: Yeah, I do think there's going to be some offers available to the Wolves, whether it's Tyus Jones, who I, don't, I, who I hope they don't trade. That's one of Flip's guys. He's a Minnesota guy. But Jeff Teague, Derek Rose, you wonder if some of those guys, we look to maybe move them at the trade deadline, depending on what we look like as a team. So we'll have some options. Uh, I
0: think they could get moved, honestly, before the, uh, the season begins here. I no, mean, I San, th- San, th- San I Antonio needs a point guard desperately.
1: Well, I'd still be pretty surprised if it happens, especially with Thibodeau still running things, and he still wants to try to win. You need those guys to be a competitive team. On top of that, you know Thibs isn't trading his Bulls players. I mean, look at at he's trying so hard not to trade Jimmy Butler. He's definitely not going to want to trade Derrick Rose. Especially on a min contract. I will say, Derek on a min, it's pretty nice. That's accurate. Yep, I agree with that. So, the season ended here. DeMarcus Cousins is your MVP. Now, one thing, the caveat here, 2K does not take into account his injury when you're doing simulations for this. So, that's one thing to keep in mind. In real life, he's not winning MVP. But a good season. 24 points, 12 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks. 36% from three. So, pretty impressive. That's a good season. Uh, I, yeah, that's a really solid season. Rookie of the year is DeAndre Ayton. That's the first time I've ever seen him win rookie of the year in a sim. Never happens. It's Luka Doncic yeah, every single time. That's... Sixth man of the year. is He's always sixth man of the year. Tyreek Evans. In real life, he better win it. Because every single time I do a sim, he gets 2K it. wants him Here, to win it pretty badly. In, before we get to it, defensive player of the year is almost always Giannis. Almost every single time I do one.
0: I'm going to go with... Uh, go Gobert. And coach of the
1: year, by the way, is Nick Nurse nine times out of ten. Don't know why, but that's almost always
0: the. I'm going to go with Steve Kerr.
1: What do we? Is that oh most improved? So who's most improved? Shoot, most improved is almost always the same guy too. Most improved, I think, is Dennis Schroeder. Maybe.
0: I'm good with that. So Schroeder, hold on. So Schroeder, uh, Kerr, and Gobert for me.
1: All right, let's take a look. Defensive player of the year, Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Good for him. Sure, why not, I guess. Yep. De'Aaron Fox is most improved, and that's he's the guy. He's one of the guys that shows up a lot in this game. Good for him, too. Uh, Here at the hall, we're fans. We really like what he brings to the table. Coach De'Aaron, bam, Nick Nurse. Almost every single time. I don't know what it is. The guy's good. 2K good, I guess. I just went 0-3. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll take that that. one. I'll take the one. So we'll see if any of the Wolves or if Jimmy Butler even makes the all-NBA teams here. Uh Pretty standard stuff on Team One. Team Two is pretty standard, and Team th- Wow Team Three. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond must have had just monsters. A career seasons.
0: year for Blake Griffin.
1: Yeah. So we do not see. Wow, Dejounte Murray. Now, I'm, for anyone that's not aware, he did just it just get reported he tore his ACL. But in this simulation, he didn't do that, and he made uh, All Defensive Second Team, which is pretty cool. I, I'm pretty impressed with that. You know who didn't make this list? All defensive first or second team? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. So I found that kind of interesting. All right. Well, I mean, that's not too bad. That's not too shabby. So we did not obviously make the playoffs. We finished at 28 and 54. That is terrible.
0: So here's, here's something that's interesting. Look at the eighth seed in the West.
1: Oh, by the way, so Carl Towns is still hurt, and Taj Gibson tore his MCL. Jeez. So injuries did play a factor. Yes. But let's not pretend that was the only reason. We definitely struggled a bit. So the eighth seed in which conference you talking about?
0: In the West. Oh, so Dallas being the eighth seed in the West is really surprising when you look at teams like, I don't know, Denver. That's not in that playoff race right there. Um,
1: Luca must have been pretty solid. He didn't win rookie of the year, though, surprisingly. Him and DSJ together. So let's take a look at the standings in uh, the conference and kind of take... Actually, no, let's do this. We'll take the power rankings from NBA.com in the game, and we're going to compare them to SI. So SI released their power rankings. Let's take a look and just kind of compare what their perception is of how the season's going to go to what actually happens in this simulation.
0: Yeah, so they had... Uh...
1: So, we'll start at, so we'll start at 30. So um, the Hornets are at 30. Who do you think is at 30 in SI?
0: I would have to go with... Oh, boy. Atlanta Hawks.
1: So they have the Magic. Now, if we look at the actual, so Magic are 24th in the game. So Magic had a pretty successful season. Uh, 29 is the same, by the way, that is the New York Knicks. 28, the game has the Clippers. What are you thinking SI has at 28? I I think think I got to go. Preseason.
0: I think I got to go hear the Hornets.
1: They have the Hawks. Dang it. Hawks, which um was a little surprised. The Hawks had a pretty good season. They finished 37-45 and 45 as the 18th. I mean, so that's not too shabby. 27th, the SI.com has the... Let's see. So, Cleveland Cavaliers in the game. The Bulls are who SI has. Uh, I think that's 27th. extraordinarily low. It is. I think so, too. Although, the Bulls make the playoffs... Forty three and thirty nine, they do end up making the playoffs in the East.
0: Yeah, they were the five seed so in the playoffs. Pretty,
1: pretty successful season there. Twenty-sixth. Who does SI have as 26th, you think? The Kings. Grizzlies are who they have in the game. Kings it's the Suns. Kings actually are twenty-fifth. So Dang it. you're you're very close. twenty-fifth uh, is the Wolves, unfortunately, in our scenario. And the Grizzlies at twenty-six. Twenty-fourth, NBA.com, the rankings in the game have the magic. Twenty-fourth, according to SI, is the Hornets. So and they're not that f- well, actually the Hornets. Did the Hornets make the playoffs? No,
0: the Hornets were the Hornets were last in NBA.com. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, Hornets were terrible.
1: Yep. So that's not too surprising. Uh twenty-third, we have the Nets for SI. Twenty-third ended up being the Kings. Twenty second in the game, we have Pelicans. What's your guess for who was twenty second on SI? I'm gonna have to go with the nets mavericks who we now know are the eight seed so obviously did quite a bit better almost i mean they're 14th that's pretty good 21st is the clippers on si.com you're talking about nuggets there obviously the the clippers are not very good in this in the game uh phoenix suns are 20th in the game 20th according to si.com what's your guess
0: uh milwaukee bucks
1: pistons
0: Oh, I forgot about that Which them.
1: the Pistons, they must have had a monster season. Yep, uh, so they are 11th in the game. Is she? Obviously, when you see both Blake Griffin and...
0: Andre Drummond as yep, you're... making some lists. Yep.
1: That's pretty impressive, and that's why they had such a good season. Uh, SI.com has, and this is a little surprising to me, the Cavaliers at 19th. Interesting. I, I'm a little surprised there. I get they have Kevin Love and Colin Sexton, but really? that's that, oh, And, and J.R. Smith. Don't, work, don't forget about J.R. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Something's just something's goofy there. Uh, at 18th, the SI.com has who?
0: Hmm, gosh. Pelicans?
1: 18th, according to SI.com, is our Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the Howl, and we are doing our 2K simulation slash season preview currently, going over power rankings in the game in our simulation versus the power rankings from SI.com. Moving on to 17th, we have the Grizzlies on SI.com. It's the Nets in the game. The Grizzlies obviously struggled quite a bit. This is pretty impressive here. 16th is the Heat in the game. 16th, SI.com has the For Heat. For the Heat. For the Heat. So very interesting. And that, now, again, they both kind of mentioned Jimmy Butler. So in the simulation, we did put Jimmy Butler on the Heat. And they do mention how they think if Jimmy Butler does go to the Heat, they could finish around that 50 win mark so that's that's pretty impressive too uh 15th we have the wizards uh in the game the wizards uh, they they were pretty good they finished is as nine so they were 43 and 39 on the season so that's that's pretty impressive for them 14th on si.com who's 14th do you think kev in the game it's the mavericks
0: this this has to be the milwaukee bucks the nuggets
1: the Nuggets, Interesting. 13th, okay. by the way, is the Bucks, according to SI.com. I'm
0: close on a couple.
1: Now, the game, where did the Bucks end up finishing? They were a little lower.
0: Yeah, they were down low. A nineteen. Nineteenth.
1: So definitely did not perform as well as you'd hope. Giannis, although Giannis had a very good season. Twelfth, Trailblazers. Who is eleventh according to SI.com?
0: Hmm. San Antonio?
1: Eleventh according to SI.com
0: is the Pelicans. I was thinking of them possibly too. So,
1: in our simulation, the Pelicans uh, did not have a great season. They finished, uh, they're ranked 22nd uh, in the simulation, power rankings by NBA.com. Yeah, no bueno. Here's a weird one. So, uh, SA.com, who do they have 10th?
0: Oh, gosh. Your face doesn't look happy.
1: Well, it's not that it's unhappy. I'm just, uh, I I would agree with it. It's just interesting. The Lakers? The Lakers. And they finish eighth, so that's a pretty good guess by SA.com dot com in this in this specific one. You know, who knows what's gonna happen. There's going yeah. be trades and stuff. At number nine, we have the Pacers. They do finish sixth, uh, according to the simulation. Who is at number eight? What's your guess for SA.com dot com at number eight?
0: The Sixers.
1: Nope. At number eight we have the Thunder. Thunder. Thunder from down under Thunder. Kevin's favorite show. Um, I'm
0: actually in it on Friday nights. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> you can find me at the retirement seventh, home. Seventh is the Spurs. Um, I think obviously that's going to change because of the Dejounte Murray injury. It
0: will, but I think that number was way too high to begin with. I
1: think so, too. People, I think, overvalue. Now, here's the thing. Greg Povich are one of the greatest coaches of all time, but... I just don't think that roster
0: is that good. Well, they're I will just, say this. I will say this too. You put any other coach in San Antonio with the current roster, Popovich is going to get you five to ten more wins per season than any other coach with this roster. I agree. That's a given. Yep. Now this roster, I don't think is very good to begin with. Lamarcus well, Aldridge played out of his mind last year. I don't think he keeps that up. Paul Gasol, old. They don't have Dejounte Murray. They Green don't have Kawhi, Demar Derozan. Tony Parker's
1: gone. Not that he was a difference maker, but when you lose when you lose Dejounte and Parker's gone, that hurts you that much yep. more. Patty Mills DeMar- is going to have to step up,
0: and Danny Green. They don't have Danny Green anymore either. It's big difference. So Demar Derozan is going to have to carry a team that is going to struggle, and I don't think he's going to be very. And he's happy. in
1: the West now too. That's the other thing. I mean, he was very very good at carrying a team or helping to carry a team with Lowry, Lowry in the East, but you don't see that in the West, and that's it's going to be so much more difficult. Yep. Moving on, 6th uh, is the Jazz, according to SI.com. Five is the Rockets. Looking at how the simulation turned out, Rockets were 3rd. The Jazz were 7th. So not, that's actually not too, not too bad. That's pretty close. 76ers are the 4th team on this list, according to SI.com. The Sixers were 10th, so pretty good there as well. Yep. Some of these teams, you just know that's where they're going to finish. You're not that surprised. Raptors at 3. Raptors actually finished as the top team, 67-15. and 15. So that's a really impressive record. Interesting, yeah. Golden State Warriors finished at 61-21. and 21. They are second in the power rankings. Uh, number two, by the way, is the Celtics. According to SI.com, one is no shock. The Warriors, Celtics do finish as fifth in the simulation. And like we said, the Warriors finished as second. So pretty interesting stuff from the simulation and then kind of comparing it to SI.com here. Now, what we'll do now is finish simulating through the My League Playoffs. And we'll take a look and see who ends up finishing as the champion. Who's your finals MVP? Maybe there'll be some surprises. We'll kind of break that down as well. So first team to advance is the Warriors. 4-0, they beat Dallas. You have Oklahoma City and the Rockets moving on. Utah does end up moving on. They take out the Lakers. You have Toronto and the Bulls moving on, which is very cool for the Bulls. And Boston and Indiana move on. Boston ends up sweeping Indiana in round two. It is Boston versus Toronto. And then you had a, went to Game 7, Houston versus Oklahoma City. The Rockets do move on. Get to the Western Conference Finals, 4-1. to one. The Warriors beat the Rockets. Jumping over to the East. And again, uh, what happens is the Warriors make it to the championship. Toronto makes it to the championship, and the Warriors win it 4-1. to one. DeMarcus Cousins ends up being your Finals MVP. So... 2K loves themselves some some DeMarcus Cousins. So pretty interesting stuff here from 2K and definitely pretty interesting stuff taking a look at SI.com's power rankings and how accurate they end up being in terms of our simulation via 2K19. So we're jumping into the – so Zach Lowe recently did the 2018-2019 the NBA League Pass rankings, uh, and he ranked all 30 teams – and we're going to take a look at the the different rankings, and then we'll go over the rules as well. I think this is just kind of an interesting uh, look at the league and another way to rank, maybe the teams that are just kind of exciting teams to watch for this season. So starting with part number one, that would be 30 through 16. Number 30, we have the Sacramento Kings. I'm a little surprised by that just because they've got some interesting young pieces that could be a lot of fun to watch. So you're talking about Deer and Fox. You're talking about guys like Willie Cauley-Stein, Scalabissiere, Marvin Bagley. They're big-time rookies. So I actually think there's some interesting pieces. On top of that, you have Harry Giles, who I think could be a pretty decent player. And on top of that, it's, they're a young team. Young teams are fun to watch. They usually run up and down the court. They've got a good coach. So time will tell on them. Also, former Wolf Nemanja Bialica is there. So to me, 30 seems a little low. I definitely think I would move them up a little bit. In fact, I would definitely put them ahead of the Cleveland Cavaliers for my money. Now, what we should actually go over is how he ends up ranking these. So I'm going to actually quote him to go over the rules. Uh, He says, it's time for our 7th Annual League Pass Rankings. This is a watchability ranking based on a complex algorithm Bill Simmons and I unearthed while rifling through Dr. James Naismith's archives. These are not power rankings. He says louder, these are not power rankings. Teams are awarded between 1 and 10 points in five categories. Zeitgeist. So will normies care about this team? Will talking about them get you anywhere at parties? He says highlight probability. Does any player make you linger just in case he does something special? Style. Are they fun to watch? Do they embrace any unconventional strategies? Uh, League pass minutia. When choosing between blah matchups on a Tuesday in February, when a third of the league has been effectively eliminated, pleasing uniforms and commentary can win the day. So obviously if you're watching the wolves as one example, and obviously here we are in the howl, we're watching the wolves, you have, I would argue the best announcing crew that there is in the league in Jim Peterson and Dave Benz. So them alone should get you some decent points. And the last thing is unintentional comedy and it says blame Simmons. So even based on that, set of rankings that set of skills for each team I do think the Kings should be higher I would I would definitely argue that especially higher than the team at 29 which is the Cleveland Cavaliers I'm not sold on the Cleveland Cavaliers being a team that's gonna be fun to watch believe me I've watched Kevin Love for a number of years I'm not gonna claim the guy's exciting Colin Sexton however I will say I like him I definitely would tune in to watch him but I don't know that as a whole this is going to be a team that's going to be fun to watch and that is definitely league pass worthy. That's something I would disagree with here. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minette channel. We are currently going over the league pass rankings by Zach Lowe, commenting on that, taking a look
0: at who we agree with and who we disagree with, things like that. All right, so... The, this Kings thing here, the the one thing I noticed, and it's kind of funny, they called Nemanja Bielitza a long time sixer. Well, he was there,
1: he was there about a minute, you know, yeah. when he was talking about. Remember, because he maybe, now that could be maybe this is the minutia they're talking about. Maybe it's like a, a play on uh, words because he was there for five seconds. I, I could see that. Maybe that's what they're going with.
0: Uh, they said that uh, remain intrigued with Willie Cauley Stein as well. Uh, that'll make an interesting flyer for another team. Uh, but uh, yeah, this I mean, Kings team.
1: I don't see how. What's your take? So I, I'm saying the Cavaliers should be lower than the Kings.
0: Agree or disagree?
1: Agree. All right. I think that's that makes sense.
0: Now, but the reason the Cavs are so high, pun intended. Yeah. Right. J.R. Smith. Yeah, I like that. Yep. That's yep. that's the one thing that really makes them decently interesting at this point to me.
1: The 28th team is another team that I actually now, uh, 28 is the Hawks. I agree they should be higher than the two teams we just mentioned. Because I'm really excited to watch Kevin Herter. I'm really excited to watch uh, Trey Young. Young. That's a team John Collins. Right? There's some players that you're going to want to watch. Torian Prince.
0: Torian Prince. Um,
1: I I like what they've started. I mean, they've got a long way to go, but they embraced the three-pointer, and I love that. Modern NBA is happening in Atlanta, and I'm I'm all for it. I'm there for that, and I'll watch that. I would watch that on League Pass. So I, I do agree that Atlanta Hawks, while not great should be ahead of the teams that they're ahead of. What are your, uh, moving on to 27. What are your thoughts on the Magic?
0: The Magic are are a very interesting team and I don't know they they're, they're going to be young and there's going to be some growing pains and it's good on Aaron Gordon to stick around with that team because I think they have the potential to be something pretty decently dangerous especially in that Eastern Conference. Isaac and Bamba. Oh, I love those. Yeah, two. and then you look at Love it. I mean you've got, you know, I mean Vucevic is consistent. Not the greatest, but he's consistent. You've got Terrence Ross. Uh, you've got Fournier. I mean, this is a team that's going to grow a little bit, I think, this year. And I think they are going to be pretty uh, pretty fun to watch. Plus, they got Jerry and Grant. Um,
1: David Steele and Jeff Turner are their announcers. People really like them, is my understanding. I can't say that I know those two. I don't know that tandem all that well. Because generally, when we're playing the Magic, we do get the Wolves announcing crew like Evans yeah. North. Yep. So... Because generally, you're not seeing the Wolves take on the Magic, for example, on like national TV. It just doesn't happen.
0: For good reason. For good reason. Yeah. So the next team on the list, I'm not sure they should be this high. I understand why they are. But they shouldn't be this high to me. And that's the Memphis Grizzlies. And they say it's the basically the, the, the big, small duo of Marc Gasol and Mike Conley. I've already watched
1: that. I would, I'll be honest. I would rather watch the Magic than I would the Grizzlies. Yep. And actually, I would probably say the Kings, too. I would probably rather watch the Kings. Now, granted, I have some bias. I'm a big fan of Willie Cauley-Stein. I really like De'Aaron Fox. They've got players. I'm interested in the Harry Giles stuff. The, the Grizzlies Dylan have Bro- almost, Dylan
0: Brooks is my dude.
1: But, but the Grizzlies have almost nothing I'm, I care about. I mean, I just, I'm not sitting here going, man, the, the Grizzlies. I really want to watch Grizzly basketball.
0: I don't think people in Memphis are saying they want watch to watch grizzlies, grizzlies basketball. Literal Grizzlies play basketball. Khabib yeah, be, be, be Nurmagomedov wrestling a bear is more interesting than Memphis I'm Grizzlies basketball. I'm there for basketball. that,
1: man. If, if the Grizz, if we could just watch like Grizzlies trying to fight for fish in a river or a stream, I'm there for that. I'd be okay more with so that. than I am for this. Like, I, do I really need to watch Garrett Temple and Kyle Anderson? Like, I, I don't. I don't need to watch that. I just don't. And the jerseys aren't great. That was one of the priorities, uh, was jerseys. And I, I can't claim that I know their announcers. Again, they're not one of the announcing crews that, that jumps out to me. Yep. So I, I agree. They should be lower on the list.
0: Another team that should be lower on the list, the Los Angeles Clippers, checking in at 25.
1: Well, now, the only thing I'm going to say about this is we, so the preseason game we just played against the Clippers, their announcing clue, their announcing clue, their announcing crew is awesome. I was very impressed.
0: But they don't deserve to be this high just because of their announcing crew. But they don't have. Was,
1: but I'm saying that's one of the that's one of the stipulations, and because of that, and and I will say they've got some decent pieces. It's not like they're a bad team. I mean, you're talking about uh, Shea Gilgis is going to be solid to watch. They've already got Tobias Harris. You know, those are a couple of the guys that have been talked about if the Wolves are to make a trade for Jimmy Butler to the Clippers. So. Again, I, I agree. I, I don't know that they deserve to be this high, but based on the way their teams are ranked, I sort of get it because I do like their announcing crew. I think that if you if you if you add a little more to that,
0: uh, they also go on to say that uh, the Clippers may be the worst jersey front in the league. It's not good. It's not.
1: It's not good. I don't know who came up with the jersey, but it's not good. Should be fired. It's. It, I mean, it's not good. Plain and simple. I, I don't love it. So, I agree. I think you could drop them a little bit. Moving on to 23, the Suns. I like them. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Now, I haven't seen the way the rest of the rankings have gone, but I would say that they're too low. I think they should be higher because you have so many storylines to watch. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. This is one of the most talented young teams in the league, and they have so much talent. I think they're going to be awesome. Elliot Kobo, There's so many players on the Suns that I think people want to watch. Yep. I, I mean, I'm going to tune in to those games. I would watch them on League Pass. And so, that's not to say, how about Josh Jackson, who's looked really good so far in the preseason?
0: We'll see if he can translate that into the regular season. My no. favorite thing here is the drinking game that may actually not work, and that's chug every time Dragan Bender shoots.
1: The, you know, Dragan Bender is such an interesting prospect, because the year that he got drafted, I was like, please fall to us, please fall to us, and I would still take him. If Dragan Bender was made available in the right deal, I would love Dragan Bender here with the Wolves, but for whatever reason it just hasn't worked out for him yeah so time will tell on him but i i think that they're would you agree they should probably be higher on this list
0: Yeah, well, absolutely yeah i'm fully agreed. in fact fully i will agreed. tell you
1: 100 they should be higher than the knicks that is a team i have little to no interest watching i'm interested in seeing i mean chris Dops is hurt kevin knox yep and nilakina i do want to see more of nilakina but but that's it come on i don't need to see they're not they shouldn't be high on this list I would put them – they should be with the Cavs. Oh, they
0: got Fizdale, though, too. I but like they, Fizdale.
1: Uh, take that for data, right? Take but that, that for data. But oh, I and they got
0: Hazonia this year.
1: Oh, they got Hazonia. Yeah, but that's not – oh, Emmanuel Moody.
0: Moody like, No.
1: Trey Burke excites me. It'd be different now if they had Kristaps. He's hurt. We don't know when Kristaps is coming back.
0: They do have Ron Baker and Noah Vonley.
1: Ron Baker and Noah Vonley. Trey Burke. Like, there's. So my point is – and I don't like their announcers – don't they still? Uh, you got to tell me who they're. It's a, what's. Um, is it Walt Frazier? We got to look this up. We got to look this up. The announcing yeah. crew for. Well, I take that back. I might be thinking of the Nets. I feel like the Nets might be the ones that have a bad announcing crew.
0: Well, hey, look at that. They're next on the list at twenty-one. The so, Brooklyn Nets.
1: Oh, I was right. No, it is. It is Walt Frazier. Yeah, Mike Breed and Walt Frazier. Not good. I do not like. I, I think. I think I'm probably in the minority here. But I, I'm not a fan. When they do games, they're such homers. They hate, they, they just, they, they're too biased for me. Whereas, like, if you watch a Wolves game, Jim Peterson's not biased. Like, he'll call a spade a spade. He diagrams plays. Yeah. He's very much a Wolves fan, but you don't see it necessarily from the way he calls games. Yeah. And that's the big difference for me.
0: Uh, so, moving on to the Brooklyn Nets, who I said are at number 21. This is a team, I Who's mean. Who's
1: excited to watch the
0: Nets, by the way? I'm not. No. Nobody is. No. Jared yeah. Allen. Okay. They
1: say their jerseys aren't even good. So what exactly are we watching? D'Angelo Russell? Karis LeVert? Rondy Hollis Jefferson? That's the guy that does it for me.
0: Spencer Dinwiddie?
1: To be fair, all these players we're naming, I don't dislike. I just... They don't excite me. Yeah. I'm not excited by this. Oh, well, here... Actually, I will say one thing. But I don't think he's going to play much. Zan and Musa. That would be the guy that would bring me to watch games because I anticipate him being really, really good eventually. Makes sense. Like, he's one of those... Uh, for anyone that does fantasy football, he's one of my ride or dies. I think he's going to be very, very good. Makes I'm sense. very excited for what he brings to the table. So he's going to be a guy to watch, but he's not going to play much. So that shouldn't really impact their league pass rankings. Uh, who's next on the list?
0: Uh, the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Ugh. Like, that's, that's literally – man. There's some, there's some teams that I do not want to watch on this list that are pretty high up.
0: I'm actually – I would be very curious to see the Kemba Walker, Tony Parker Dwight dynamic. Howard. Dwight Howard, uh, local Man. local Minnesota guy, JP Makira might get some time later in the year if this team is out of it to show himself. They have Bismarck and Willie Herding Gomez. I mean this this, uh, I mean MKG Kaminsky. MKG Malik Monk. Though,
1: never he just never does anything.
0: Plus, my favorite thing—they went back to the old school jerseys.
1: I do like the old school jerseys, and that's I think that's why they talk about here. That's a big part of it. Plus, look at that court court.
0: That court is sick. Court is fire.
1: Court is for sure fire. If you
0: you ever get a chance, Google Charlotte Hornets court. And, you I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It
1: looks like something a creative person made up on 2K and was like, I'm going to come up with this awesome jersey or this awesome court. And they've done that. The Spectrum Center. So they do get a boost there. Malik Monk could be fun. So there's stuff to like. The more we talk about it, the less I dislike them. I still think they might be a tish too high. I would put the Suns ahead of them. Okay. And I do like the Suns jerseys too. I okay. just can't I can't claim to know their I can't claim to know their announcers all that well.
0: Uh number nineteen on the list, the Indiana Pacers. I think this team should be higher. Uh you got Depot. You got DeMontis Sabonis, who well, I've been too, hearing DeMontis. from people is in yep. even better shape this year. Miles
1: Turner. Thad Young, uh, uh definitely a, a fan favorite. Uh,
0: Kyle O'Quinn? Are you kidding me? That beard, man. That beard alone should get you like a couple spots. Uh and then they say uh, the one thing that kind of brings him down, Quinn Buckner has to stop telestrating live action by the that time is... he circles a player. It's long gone.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. I definitely have to watch for that when we play them. If I can get that... If I get that game, if I'm watching some highlights, I'm going to see if that happens. Uh, 18th is the Spurs. Way too high.
0: Way what am too I watching? High. They're not going to be interesting to watch this year.
1: No, I don't even know what I'm watching. I, I guess you're going to watch... Here's the thing. I... I the more I, again, the more I say this, the more I I look back and I go, well, maybe, because what you're going to watch for is you're going to watch. It's not exciting, but you're going to see what can Greg Popovich do with this
0: team. Yeah, that's true. That's what
1: you're going to watch for. You're going to watch, you know, the the end of a career basically with Pau Gasol, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Can he keep up what he's doing? But now you lose Dejounte Murray. So he talks about how Manu Ginobili retiring drops them. Well, now losing Dejounte Murray. I would they they've got to be closer to like what who, 25 who according
0: maybe? to the article has four arms.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I I was such a big fan of his coming out of college and so I thought they got an absolute steal and it looks that way unfortunately the the ACL hurts. I do like Patty Mills though. If you recall a couple of years ago when we did our free agency tournament, Patty Mills was the winner. That's was right. Jonathan Simmons. That's right. Patty Mills was right up there. So I really like Patty Mills, but None of this is exciting, and I know that's not the only criteria they used for this, but when I think of league pass, I do think of exciting. And that's, my, that's the only thing I'll say here is I want more excitement. I don't know their announcers again, but their jerseys aren't anything special.
0: No, they're really not. So
1: uh, I'll remember the they well, and, and they even say right here, the Spurs.
0: The broadcast is must-mute unless you want spurs Pravada.
1: See, my point being, they're too high. They are too high. That's another team that should be lower.
0: Number 17 is a team I think should be a little bit higher. If, if they had a better bench, they would be a lot higher. The Dallas Mavericks. The Don, the the Dennis Smith Jr., Luka Doncic, or the Dennis and Doncic show, as I like to call Rick it. Rick I'm a big fan of him. That's, that's going to be a team Carey, right or there. Sorry,
1: A.K.A. Jim Carrey. I mean, that's basically what you're getting. I, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Dirk Nowitzki's final season is going to be a big watch for me. Yep.
0: The big thing here, the Mavericks need a rebrand. J.J. Bray is flop-tastic
1: and fearless.
0: Like, the the Mavericks, I think, seriously do need a rebrand. If someone, if they did, if they put out a poll,
1: who's the most punchable player in the NBA? J.J. Bray is number one on that list. He's got to be. Yes. Like, every player, but yeah, I'd punch him. I have heard him.
0: many stories of him from friends of mine that Although, worked at hotels downtown when he, he has was a wolf. One of
1: my favorite highlights in a career, him versus Ray Allen. When they went at it, phenomenal Ray out when ray allen like yeah yeah, yeah. and then jj gets in his face and let's just say there's some profanity if you've not watched the clip i strongly suggest you do so jj gets thrown out of the game which is absolutely absurd if you've seen the clip so definitely watch it if you get a chance definitely worth your time but again we don't we're not big fans of jj bray here we had him here
0: all right number 16 on the list um to be determined, as they like to call it here. And that is your Minnesota Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. But again, it, a lot of it depends on what you get for Jimmy Butler. But when you have Carl Anthony Towns, I think you make yourself a must-watch team. Add to that the drama with Tom Thibodeau and the Timberwolves and all that BS. Plus, you've got Andrew Wiggins. A lot of people want to watch him dunk out of the gym. Josh Okogie, KBD. I think you've got some fun pieces to watch. So there's definitely something to watch for, especially given Jimmy Butler's not going to be here. Let's, let's keep that in mind. He's going to be gone. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Absolutely. So once he's gone, I think you're going to kind of be like, all right, what are we watching here? They do talk about the Christmas tree jerseys. Love the Christmas tree jerseys. They, they say don't. Return of the season are bad. I,
0: I disagree. I totally disagree.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. The The old school jerseys. Is it the best jersey? It's not. But there's reasons why they can't. So like when they go back to the retro, they can't go back to the original jerseys. I can't recall the reason, but there's a reason why they can't do it's it. It's a,
0: a brand thing, isn't I it? I believe
1: so, yeah. So they can't even go back to those they wanted to. And I, we can all agree. I mean, I have more merchandise from that era than almost anybody. I I, I love the original logo, but they can't do it. That's just where we're at. They don't. You know what bugs me about this is they don't actually mention Jim Peterson and Dave Benz. And I will say, hands down, the best announcing crew in the league. And I don't even think it's close. And yeah. they don't even mention it. Don't even mention it. I, I just don't get that.
0: Very disappointing. He
1: does say that we ranked fourth in points per possession, but it made for an unattractive watch. Well, a lot of that was Jimmy Butler. He's gone now. So I do think... If you were to say we're in that 15 to 20 range, I'm fine with that. I think that's fair because we've got enough pieces that are fun to watch that it makes a lot of sense. Uh, moving on to number 15, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Russell Westbrook, I will say, makes this very watchable. Now you're adding Paul George, who's now signed long-term. You traded for Dennis Schroeder, who I'm a big fan of. Stephen Adams. Talk about 2K. He always wins six-man of the year. Stephen Adams is one of my favorite players in the league. If you have not seen his interview, Kev, I showed you the interview he just recently
0: did. His voice doesn't match his body. It does
1: not, but what a great guy. I I am fascinated by him. Huge Uh, fan of him.
0: So they talk about here how the the Thunder tank, the minutiae category. They say the logo belongs on an off-brand laundry detergent. The quartz blah. Three of the uniforms are horrific. Oh, and the broadcast radiates a screeching-us-against-everyone homerism. So it's goofy.
1: I, they seem based on so based on the, based on what they say here, all the info they give you, aren't you a little surprised? They're as high as they are. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like they have anything positive to say. Uh, they talk about every Andre Roberson jump shot is a cliffhanger. Well, he's out for a while. He got hurt, so he's gonna be out for a, a bit. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Moving on to fourteen. Who's fourteen?
0: Uh, to be determined. Just like Minnesota, it's the Miami Heat.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So if even if they get Jimmy Butler, I don't know that I'm like again, for my me personally, I kind of watch for that excitement. I watch for things like that. But again, if they do get Jimmy Butler, there's a lot to tune in for because you want to see. All right, Jimmy, now you've got your big market. You're going to get a max contract in the off season. Can you perform? Because he talks about how no one else. No one else comes up to his standards. His standards. He's better than everybody. He's you know he's God's gift to basketball. And now he has a chance to prove it in a big, not necessarily a big market, but a kind of a, uh, a an interesting market, if you will.
0: Yeah. Well, and and here they even say, "I'm sworn to secrecy about the yet to be unveiled jerseys," but he says they are perfect. You know, he says, and I quote, "I don't even know how the players on either team will be able to perform basketball things when the Heat wear them. I just stare at them." Well, that's a, that's going to be interesting. that's one of the biggest teasers I've seen in a while.
1: So I, I think this is a. I don't know that I say this is a fair shake because a lot of this rides on Jimmy Butler. If he's not there, what am I watching the Heat for? Hassan Whiteside's return? Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to watch. Goran Dragic? I mean, he's fine, but I, I don't think this is a team I'm going to tune in for. And their jerseys... I will say some of the jerseys you see for, you know, the jerseys kind of look like, if you haven't seen this, um, those Minneapolis sound jerseys, kind of a, a cool, interesting color scheme that we played with earlier. Yep. So that's, I will say, I like those retro jerseys they're talking about. Those or those weird color jerseys, I should say. Thirteenth, uh, we have the Washington Wizards. He just says, oh, hey, John. John Wall is a reason to tune in. I I think for some people, I, I'm not going to. I don't have any reason to watch them. Bradley Beal's fine. I just don't know that this team has something where I'm like all right, like Austin Rivers
0: that. and Dwight Howard.
1: Oh, you know what? That's a good point. We mentioned Dwight Howard earlier
0: on the Hornets, yep. but he got
1: because they mentioned him there and and but he, but yep. he's on he is on the Wizards. That's that's on us. Uh yeah, I think that's going to make I will actually I think in this instance I, I Dwight Howard being there does make this team a little more watchable only because what is happening in Washington. Like What's, I don't know how this season's going to unfold. Bradley Beal, John Wall, Dwight Howard, it's just a mishmash of like talented but players. But no more Gortat. Man, but you know the only thing that would make this more watchable is if Randy Whitman was there trying to figure out how to use a whiteboard. Like, <laughs> if that was happening, I would definitely tune in. So
0: here's your, here's your fun fact of the NBA season, and we haven't even begun yet. Wall's average speed clocked in at 3.83 miles per hour, the fourth lowest figure in the league.
1: Interesting. Yeah, this is great. It would be nice if Wall didn't transform into a corpse in almost every other situation. <laughs> like, this is phenomenal. Again, if you're not familiar with Zach Lowe's writing, I, I promise you. Now, we're just kind of giving the, you kind of the, the plot points for some of these big ones, but I, I definitely think you should go on ESPN.com. Make sure you take a look at this. Again, it's Zach Lowe, 2018-2019, NBA League Pass Rankings. This is part two. And again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the Howl currently going over the league pass rankings. Uh, number 12, we have the Portland Trailblazers. Again, I'm not sure what I'm watching.
0: I'm okay with this for the, the Dame-CJ side of things um, and now adding the pieces that they did in the draft. But other than that, yeah, you're right. This but isn't like, a team take, I'd Look at this
1: way. Take a, take a look at some of the younger teams that were a lot lower than this. Would you rather watch the Blazers or the Suns? Suns. It's the Suns, and it's not close. No. Nope. It's not close at all. And that's the thing. I I just don't know. Now, we're looking at kind of what he thinks. You know, he says Damian Lillard transforms into fire incarnate for at least one two-week period every season. And then, you know, of course, C.J. McCollum is so solid. I I get that. Those are all things. But their jerseys are nothing special. You know, Yusuf Nurkic is the perfect example of, like, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, that's I, accurate.
1: I mean, when I, when I think of the Blazers, I think of Yusuf Nurkic, and I think of a player that I just don't care to watch. He's a really talented player. I would love him on my team, but I just, he just doesn't do much for me, and either do the Blazers. Yep, so that's accurate. they are too high for my money. Moving on to number 11, we have a team that I think is going to be fun to watch. That's the Pelicans, because anytime Anthony Davis is on the court, that gives me reason to watch. The brow is exciting. I get excited by the brow. I do want to see how Julius Randle steps in. I think that was a big free agent signing for them. Big loss for the Lakers. Love it for the Pelicans. Yep. I think he's gonna put up some big numbers.
0: And that that big man tandem of Davis, Miretic, and Randall. And then you throw in guys like yep. This is a team I'm Holiday. Watch. I mean I like Drew Holiday quite a bit. It's a very good but team. Alfred Payton. <laughs> he got a haircut. He's all business. Yeah, now. he needed a
1: haircut. Uh, you know, he's replacing Rajon Rondo. That's going to be very interesting to me. I don't know. I would watch this team. I have no issues with them being this high. Now we're either. jumping into the top ten. Who do we have at ten?
0: A team that I absolutely love, the Utah Jazz.
1: Any team with Ricky Rubio on it is one of my favorite teams. Yep. So add in Donovan Mitchell. Add in some of their other pieces. This is going to be a fun team. Grayson Allen, I want, I want to know what the over-under is at Vegas for trips in a season. I'd like to know what the over-under is there. 10, 15. Five. I mean, it's probably going to happen like once or twice. It yeah. probably isn't going to be a big deal. I'm sure that was a college thing. I, he's probably grown up. I really liked Grace Nowlin in the draft. I thought they got a really good value where they took him. Yeah, they did. So I have no issues there. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch. I'll tell you this. If you were to tell me that Utah Jazz were the number one team you wanted to watch on League Pass, I would have no problem with that.
0: My favorite thing, they're bringing back those old school purple Jazz uniforms. Cool. And they are cool. fire. Yeah. Yep. I might have to go out and buy a Donovan Mitchell Jazz jersey You know, the just Jazz
1: are a team that, for the most part, historically, I've really liked. Whether it's John Stockton, whether it's Carl Malone, whether it's David Stockton, yep. uh, who's not there anymore, unfortunately. Ru- Rudy Gobert. Cool story. Yep, Rudy Gobert. Um, a friend of my family, actually, was, for a number of years, was the team's uh, pastor, so he would actually lead the team in prayer for a number of years. So he knew John Stockton personally. Got me a signed poster back in the day from John Stockton. Gosh. Very cool. Uh, so I, I, a lot to like about the Utah Jazz. Sign me up for that job. Right? Not too shabby at all. So pretty cool deal. Uh, shout out to Father Dave Van Masenhoe, by the way, who was uh, or is still a good friend but used to work with the, the Jazz. Moving on to number nine. Who
0: do you have at nine? Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. Are you excited to watch them? Not really. It's a story,
1: and apparently, as we've seen in two K, Nick Nurse is the like the greatest coach of all time. The guy wins Coach of the Year awards like nothing else in simulations. Yep. So there's that. I think you're I think what you're watching for is the Kawhi Leonard saga. I think that's what it is. Again, it's not gonna be exciting necessarily, but it's gonna be a storyline that the NBA is gonna love to see for the rest of the
0: season. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Is he gonna re sign their long term? Yep. Yep. So there's storylines.
1: I just don't know night in, night out. i would going be like, well, I think the Raptors could be fun to watch.
0: I will say, though, the number eight team on the list, I am so excited about.
1: What, what, uh, obviously, you're excited about the Bucs because of uh, one name and one name only.
0: Uh, two names, actually.
1: Well, one name that really matters. Come on. Who is it?
0: Giannis. No, 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 no. Who's the one name?
1: He's got to make the team first. Shabazz Muhammad.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> no. Giannis Antetokounmpo and head coach... Mike Budenholzer
1: and I will say my guy Dante DiVincenzo the guy that I was really big on the Wolves yes drafting. yes I'm yes very yes. very very excited to watch Dante I I love his game I think he's a good two-way player great shooter love his love his attitude love his wink into the camera in the championship game that's my guy I am super excited to see what they can do with him Malcolm Brogdon if he can take another step this year they've got some interesting pieces uh, John Henson hit a three-pointer in the game last night against God, the Wolves, I
0: heard. Ridiculous. And
1: it, it was great. As, uh, so that game was not televised. But they mentioned how John Henson just hit a three. Yes, that actually happened. Well, that's what they said. I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's just what we need when you're playing the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. This is going to be a fun team. Uh, Budenholzer, yeah, I'm very interested to see how that works that out. That was a great get for them. It's weird. The Bucks just can't seem to find a coach. When was the last time like, they had a coach for a long period of time? I mean, I thought Jason Kidd did a good job. they disagreed, apparently. He wasn't there very long. That's accurate. So I don't know what's going to happen there. So it could be interesting. Uh, They talk about um, Budenholzer dialed back Atlanta's helter-skelter defense last season without sacrificing many forced turnovers. So if he can do a similar thing there in Milwaukee, then that could be interesting. Moving on to number seven, the Houston Rockets. I am all in on watching the Rockets.
0: I, I was thinking you were going to say something else. I'm actually super all in on this because too. You know but I think, is, I think you and I might have the same reason.
1: Carmelo Anthony. Yes. <laughs> I want to see that. I don't yes. know why. I, I, I can't stand pretty much every player on the Rockets team. Like, uh, like Clint Capella, I like him as a player. I don't like that he can set illegal screens every single game all day, every day. I don't like that. I don't like much with the Rockets. I can't stand James Harden. We've talked about this so many times. The way he plays basketball to me is unwatchable. Would you agree or disagree? I'd say so. I just don't like the way he plays. But oh, actually, and this is good. And he points this out. There's comedy potential with Gerald Green, Bruno Caboclo. How how is his name pronounced? Uh, yeah, Caboclo. Cabolo. We'll say Cabolo. We'll say the C is silent. Uh, Marquise Chris and Michael Carter Williams. Yes. And in fact, I want that. Those four. I want those four to play with Carmelo Anthony. I want that to be a lineup that I can watch. That's the second tier. In fact, I will tune in specifically for that.
0: I I can't remember if I ever told my story of me seeing James Harden downtown after the Wolves won that playoff game. I don't think so. You should tell it. Uh, So I was at uh, a a bar downtown uh, that is notorious for its uh, poles in the middle of the dance floor. Um, I'll let the local fans figure out what bar I'm talking about. And he walked out from, uh, from downstairs. This was probably maybe a solid hour or so after the game he was wearing a rain jacket and in the game he did not make it rain
1: he's notorious for going isn't there a thing where he goes to strip clubs in houston isn't that a big it wasn't a strip club but isn't that his thing is what i'm saying yeah i mean it's right uh, it's
0: it's the bar right next to the strip club downtown if you know which one i'm talking about
1: i do and the one thing i'll add too is i love the gif of james harden at that wedding you know what I'm talking about where he's doing that dance? Oh, yep. And all of a sudden the beat drops, he's like, oh, yeah, and he's dancing. I, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm a fan of that. This,
0: this team is going to be very interesting to me because of the potential dysfunction yep. more than their success.
1: Yep, agreed. Now, all right,
0: we got we to move along because I think we're running out of time here.
1: Oh, no, we always got time. Come on. Uh, what do we add number six?
0: The Chicago Bulls.
1: The Bulls. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting.
0: This is a yes. Uh,
1: they seem a little high. But at the same time, think about what you're getting. Jabari Parker, Lowry Markinon, Zach Levine, what he can do off of uh, Bobby Portis. Yep, Bobby Portis. There's a lot of storylines. Denzel Valentine. I'm a huge fan of Denzel Valentine. I loved him in the draft. He hasn't performed much yet, but...
0: Not covered here. Robin Lopez and his twice-a-year rage ejections.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Wendell Carter Jr. is another one. But, of course, the the caveat here, what sucks, is that Lowry Markkinen going to be out for... A number like 48 weeks or something with yeah. that elbow problem, that's not ideal. But even without him, there's so many storylines to watch. And he's probably not the most exciting player to watch. He's probably just one of the most talented players on their yeah, team. Yeah, he's consistent. So I'm very intrigued eventually when he comes back especially. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think there's gonna be a, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, moving on to number five, the Denver Nuggets. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. Well, I will say some of their jerseys do look pretty good. Does he mention the jerseys? I don't know that he does.
0: He likes the new clean court. Yes, he does. Thumbs down to Denver's revamped white uniform. Because I don't love those. They I... look like the Cavaliers.
1: It's interesting. I, I don't know. I'm not a big... Yo- In fact... The
0: York-ish... Mile High City ones, if you scroll down a little bit more and look at the Mile High City jerseys, they are a, a lot better. Oh, well, Those aren't bad. They're kind of old school looking. So a little more plain. Here's, here's what I like about this Denver Nuggets team. Jamal Murray. Isaiah Thomas. Okay, so I forgot about Isaiah. Isaiah Gary Thomas. Harris.
1: Is, I want to see what Isaiah Thomas brings to the court. Uh, do I'm they very still intrigued? have? Do they
0: still have Will Barton? I mean, yes, they, yeah. they do. Yeah, they've
1: got Will Barton. That's it. Yeah, I. I, just I gotta don't... say,
0: I think, I think the, I think the NBA community is too hyped on Jokic. Jokic. So here's the funny he's thing. He's good, but he's not top three center NBA. This is good.
1: I, this is a hill I'm gonna die on, by the way. And I, I got called out on Twitter for this. This is a while back. In fact, somebody in the Denver community wrote an article specifically because I (laughs) said this, which I thought was pretty good. And he even said, when he wrote the article, he goes, Rob, I did that for you. Because I will argue that Jokic is actually not a better passer than Towns. I actually think Towns is just as good a passer. The difference is Towns is not allowed to showcase it in this system. If you switched players, Towns would flourish just as much as Jokic does passing-wise. Because that's just the way they're using him. And I, I will die on that hill. I really will. I, I'm not, but the problem you run into is when you're starting this argument, because what, what really started this off for me in this offseason was I said, Jokic is overrated. And everyone told me I was crazy. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. People act like he's like the second coming of Jordan but for big men. And he's not. Yeah. He's, he's really talented. He's very talented. But he's not that good. And he complains all the time. When he's here in Minnesota, I don't boo a lot of players. I feel like I might boo him. Like, I, think, I feel like I have in the past. I just don't like his game. Uh, there's something about him that just, um, I don't know. It doesn't match with what I want to see. So I, I will disagree here. I think they're not only are they too high. I think they're way too
0: high. Interesting. Number four on the list is a team that once again, I'm watching not for their star player, but for the cast of Misfit Toys around him. And that's the LA Lakers.
1: Lakers are gonna be fun to watch. And I, I actually, this is another team where if you told me you had them at number one, I'd be like, I get it.
0: LeBron with Javale, Michael Beasley, Lance my fa- Stevenson. My, fa- my favorite thing that Lance Stevenson will shimmy off of the assist. Yep, he yep. can do that all season, and I will be the happiest man ever. I'm going
1: to watch Lakers basketball, and good thing is we're going to get to. They're going to be nationally televised pretty much every day of the week. Yep. So, and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm a big LeBron fan. I'm a bigger LeBron fan than most. I I I will I won't die on this hill, but I will say if I had to choose between LeBron and Jordan, I've said I would I would consider LeBron first. I would. And so, do I want to watch him with this? uh, Like you said, the misfit, the island of misfit toys he's working with. I do. I want to watch it. I'm here for this. Yep. Yep. Uh, Number three on the list, Rob. Who is it? The Warriors. The Warriors are number three on this list. It's very interesting to me. I I don't find them exciting. I don't like the Warriors. It's very similar to the Rockets. Only the difference is the Rockets don't have the or the Rockets have Carmelo. The Warriors don't have a Carmelo. Now, DeMarcus Cousins eventually will be interesting to see how he fits yeah. in, but he's not going to play for a while. No. Uh,
0: they, they haven't made substantial changes to this team in a long enough period of time that make it interesting for me. But I'm again, sorry.
1: I will say I think I'm in the minority here. I know a lot of people do like watching the Warriors, so I get why they're high on the list. I personally, though, do not want to watch them play. I don't like Steph Curry. I don't like Clay Thompson. I'll go down that list. There's very few players on the Warriors that I actually really enjoy watching. Yeah. Uh, number two. Boston Celtics, love it, and love they, it. I, I
0: think I honestly think they should be yep. number one for me. The big thing is seeing Gordon Hayward come back from the gruesome injury he had. What f- three minutes, four minutes into the to the first yep. freaking game I of still the year, remember watching
1: that game, and cringing when it watching happened. Watching Kyrie, oh, it was horrible. The
0: the the possible lineup combo of Kyrie, Jalen, Jason, Gordon, Al. Oh my gosh, that just that gives me so much excitement.
1: Yep, I agree. Uh, I I think they could be number one. I don't have a problem, though, again, with the number one team that they pick, which is the 76ers, because that Ben Simmons, you've got Joel Embiid, and then talk about the revamped jumper of Markel Fultz, which to me still looks a little weird, but if it's repeatable, that's fine. As long as it's repeatable, it's fine. And so that's a reason to watch that team.
0: Well, I mean, you and I have talked about Lonzo Ball's three-point shooting and how it doesn't look the, like the best shot, but he makes it, and he's consistent yeah, with it. If you're it. consistent. So, okay. Fultz can do it, too. So
1: I don't have an issue with this being number one. I, I think it, uh, overall, pretty good list. A few names we disagree with, uh, Zach Lowe here, but definitely take a look on ESPN.com. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothingman.net channel. We are the Howell